I can make one guarantee to you, if you've ever heard me speak, say uh, three times. I guarantee that you've heard me talk about my great fascination with uh, the nature of time, our life, the present, and eternity. The idea that what is in the past no longer lives. What is to come is unreality, and our only experience of eternity itself is the present. But what you might not know is that journey of thought and my fascination with it, when I read, I'm always taking notes about what really brilliant thinkers and writers have said about it. All of that journey began in June of 2009. In fact, I was having lunch with one of the pastors at First Pres yesterday, and I, it came to me again. I was reading in Screwtape Letters, specifically chapter 15, and I was arrested by the sentence where Lewis says, and I think this is some of his highest brilliance, he said, for the present is the point at which time touches eternity. What C.S. Lewis means is, because eternity is without time, that's a construct that we have uh, within the sort of time and space continuum, no, in eternity it is all now. It's all present. And so on the human side, to be alive fully in the present is to be touching eternity. Thank you, C.S. Lewis. So ever since 2009, I have constantly been making notes, like I said, around what does it mean to live completely right now? What does it mean to take the right now present experience of the moment and equate it with uh, the, all the glories that are possible? To, to live so fully right here for the sake of Jesus of Nazareth that we really show the world what it means when eternity breaks through. Well, recently, over the winter now of 2021, I have been rereading the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Quite a number of years ago, I got a beautiful little green kind of pebbly textured old copy of it, and I read it then, and I'll frankly say to you, it didn't do much for me at the time. But if you know anything about Marcus Aurelius, he was one of the better, one of the greater of the Roman emperors, and he was also a high student of the Stoic philosophy. And so as he got older, he began to write down just these simple thoughts, longer ideas, essays almost uh, around his own experience of life, of what it meant to be a Stoic, and just frankly, some good, solid wisdom about life, about our experiences. But on this second reading of the meditations, I have been totally caught by his own thoughts about the present about the point of time we are living and about how does God break through. So I want to share with you just three simple things he wrote and maybe try to tell you why they're meaningful to me and then we'll leave it there for the day. This is from the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. He writes, It is high time for you to understand the true nature both of the world of which you are a part and of that Lord and governor, meaning God, of the world, from whom, as a channel from the spring, you yourself flow, and that there is only a certain limit of time appointed to you, which, if you shall not make use of to calm and correct the many distempers of your soul, it will pass away, and you with it, and never after return." 
I love that thought of it being high time to look around and take notice of the world itself, of the nature of things. But I love that Marcus Aurelius and his kind of pagan worldview is still looking to a capital L Lord and capital G governor of the world. I love that expression. From whom as a channel from the spring, you yourself flow. I guarantee Marcus Aurelius didn't know that he was echoing that scripture. I think it's in the Psalms where it says that there is a stream that has many streams, pardon me, a river from which many streams flow. I'll have to look up that reference later. But I love that he echoes that. And so, yes, there is a certain limit of time appointed to us, of which today is a part. And what, we're, what are we called to do? We're called to actually go after the meaningfulness of our soul, but in the context of Jesus. Friends, our life is passing away. Our earthly life as it stands today will not return in its present form. So what are we doing today to acquaint it with the ways of the kingdom of heaven? That's quote one. The next one. He says, if you should live 3,000 or as many as 10,000 years, yet remember this, that man can part with no life properly save with that little part of life which he now lives. And that which he lives is no other than that which at every instant he parts with. Now that's kind of a logical pretzel. It it goes in, cuts in on itself. But here's what he's saying. That our actual experience of our life is right now, 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 now. And so on the day that we die, we are only going to be actually moving on from that exact moment that we are living in. But here's what's so wild. Just moments ago, I said, now, 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 now. I've already parted from those moments of my life. They are, in fact, dead. So, the only place where I'm alive, the only place from which I will someday part is the now that is always presently happening. And why do I share that quote with you? Because of the last one. That image of sort of the speck of now-ness that is the present. Listen to how he then extrapolates that even further. Listen. The time of a man's life is as a point, the substance of it ever flowing, the sense obscure, and the whole composition of the body tending to corruption. His soul is restless, fortune uncertain, and fame doubtful. To be brief, as a stream, so are all things belonging to the body. As a dream, or as smoke, so are all that belongs unto the soul. Our life is a warfare and a mere pilgrimage. Fame after life is no better than oblivion. What is it then that will adhere and follow? When you think of the present moment almost as that point, that sort of speck, that grain of sand through which is just passing our experiences in our life, It means that at every moment, we are at the most important point, the most important moment of our human life as far as we know. And so, yes, our soul is restless. Fortune is uncertain. And who cares about fame? Because on this stream of life as followers of Jesus, through this warfare of the kingdom of heaven, this pilgrimage toward heaven itself, we need to know that any fame that would last after us doesn't matter at all. What does? The fame of Jesus himself. 
And I love the ending of that last quotation. What is it then that will adhere and follow? From Marcus Aurelius's perspective, oh, what will it all be for? What will last after the fact? Will any of it matter? Well, we know that the fame of Jesus will stand across generations, across millennia. We know that as we adhere, as we follow him moment by moment, point by point, that we are elevating our human existence into the heavens. So the name of this particular episode, this thought, I called it what adheres, what follows. The more important question, as we deal in eternity by living fully in the present that is happening right now, the more important question is, who will adhere? Who will follow? Friends, the hope of my heart for my day today is that I will adhere to Jesus at every turn, in every moment, and that I will follow him practicably today. I would love to have brothers and sisters on that journey with me, I'd love to go there with you. Let's do it. Thanks so much for listening. Let's go live fully right now, all day today. Have a great one.